been a bit of a wait on this one because of uh, various going on, but two months later we got our next guest, star man, Ollie Hills. Actually, I'm not going to try and introduce you. Introduce yourself. Who are you? Uh, so, well, you stole my name, but I'm Ollie Hills uh, and I'm the CEO of a TikTok agency called Nonsensical. And straight away, anyone that listens will be like, TikTok agency? It's the most ridiculous job in the world. T- yeah, tell, tell me more. TikTok agency, what's your, I guess your blurb of what the what that, what that means? What does that do? Well, everyone says I've got the world's best job because you just make TikTok videos, but all I do is stare at spreadsheets and PowerPoints. So it's actually the team that have the best the job. Best job. But um, yeah, so essentially we, we have two sides of the business. One is we create communities. So we have um, endless mythology. So if you're into Norse or Roman or Greek mythology, endless mythology is the account for you. Uh, <laughs> we launched that 12 months ago. It's now at 320 odd thousand followers. Uh, then we launched a community called Endless Pride for all things LGBT. That's now at 220,000 followers. We started that in December. Send me the link for that. <laughs> it is a belter. It is a belter. It's lots of nice educational stuff. What's going on in films? Yeah, it's decent. It's decent. Um, and then we also have two local communities. One's Birmingham Updates, yeah. which has 20,000 followers, and one's Best of Bristol with 30,000 followers. When you say communities, what does yeah. that mean? That's a great question. Uh, so these are basically accounts that we run. Okay. So you will go on TikTok and you'll search Endless Mythology. You'll go on the account. We like to think that those 230,000 people who follow us, or 330,000 followers, are like a community or are interested in one thing. So to everyone else, it's just an, an account on TikTok. Uh, we call it a community. That right, makes okay. more sense to me because I was thinking the same thing. Like, yeah. how do you create a community? I'd love to create a community. Well, you're creating a community with your podcast. There will be people who listen that love it and I suppose that is your community right so we shout just shout out to the three followers man four, four, now. four now four, four yeah. yeah yeah um they so... was only the guests yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> narcissists listening to themselves yeah. back like oh no I do sound alright don't <laughs> I actually. that's me in the car yeah, yeah. Luke, Luke had to have another kid just yeah. to get the follower yeah. <laughs> get some new material man. <laughs> correct um, so that's one side of the business so we build communities um, and ultimately work with brands on advertising who want to reach a community of people obsessed with mythology or LGBT yeah. or whatever it may be um, and then the other side is we run clients TikTok accounts so yeah. we basically come up with crazy ideas create content and hopefully grow their accounts basically can I ask you something you can what is the weirdest community that's out there uh, so someone, well, someone asked me something similar the other day um, and they said what's the weirdest niche or weirdest thing you've seen and I was like well I'm going to search extreme ironing yeah. Have you ever seen extreme ironing? I've not, no, you but not. is that that is that out Th- there? This is nuts, right? So people will take an ironing board to the side of a mountain and start ironing. <laughs> and I, I searched the hashtag that is, that is extreme niche, ironing on TikTok. That's amazing. And it had 184,000 views. So there's 184,000 people have gone on and said, that looks like it's a good thing for me to do. So this will be like, I suppose for me, like, because I... I have a very weird relationship with the internet, and I find it's like the best and the worst. The best and the worst. Oh yeah, extreme ironing. By the way, I've moved into my own flat by myself and didn't buy an ironing board, so I can vouch for extreme ironing when you're just trying to fucking iron on a wooden table that's got enough lacquer on it to light like that. Um, so uh, yeah, no, head shout out to uh, extreme ironing. You'll probably see me on there at some point, but. Yeah, like the best and the worst because there's generally like you must see people that are, you know, when you go down the rabbit hole and you're looking at stuff and you're going, 
where are we going with this? Like, where are we going with Extreme Ironing on the side of a mountain? Mm. And, like, people doing this, like, what are we doing with our time? Like, what are we doing with it? I don't know. I get, like, one, fascinated, but two, so disheartened to this in in exactly the same breath. I'm just going like, what the fuck is this about? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, if you go down a, a rabbit hole on TikTok, you will see some really random shit. Like, yeah. really, really random shit. Um, I mean, extreme ironing is just like one thing, but and people are just now doing really stupid things just to try and get famous. Yeah. Right? There I was bet. that guy on Lad Bible this week that's basically jumped off the top of yes. the, the slide on holiday. Oh, I love that, to be fair. And he's, have you seen the photos of him afterwards? No, he's, he's got the, the bruise. biggest bruise. Has he? Like all up well, the side a, of his body. He was a big dude though, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, and the way he hit the yeah, slide well, like, was oh, He wouldn't have got into Commonwealth Games, what, would he? Wasn't <laughs> the caption like, me, me, me and my wife got divorced and this is how I'm living my life or something like that, which I, I thought was fucking I brilliant. <laughs> but I didn't know, I didn't know that it was that painful there, going that high. Uh, there was exactly. another one I saw, I'm not sure if it was off the back of it, where it was another guy doing like a professional like... Um, he was hanging off it. I'm not sure if it's the exact same slide. And he did like a hanging off, did like a, a jump down into the slide, and then he did the dive and then like nailed it perfectly yeah, as he went pro. in. Yeah, see that doesn't go viral now, does it? No. No. But big, I thought it was big, off the back belly of the Do you reckon big the start front. of this was you've been framed? <laughs> like if you scale it back ultimately. Like yeah. you've it, been framed was question. just like stupid videos and then you got well, you had like Vine, didn't you? Yeah, Vine was great. And then Bebo used to like put stuff up, but that was a bit clunky. That yeah. wasn't quite but Vine quick. was Vine was genius because it was just six seconds. Ahead of its time, wasn't like, it? Like nah, it was, it was feels... too early. Yeah. It was too early. <laughs> Here there so lot. Six seconds, you're like, you've got to be creative and you've yeah. got to do something <laughs> fun in that time, right? But now TikTok, you can upload up to three minutes, and you're like, "Well, don't do that. Just focus on what's going to be like ace in the first like three seconds. Then, if you need to make it twenty seconds, happy days." And why do you think? And funny, like funny videos are just always like number one, or like I don't know. I don't. When you were at uni, did you ever just sit there till like three o'clock in the morning, just watching like leg breaks? Yes. That's no, all I did. I didn't because I would be in hospital. Like, I would just faint. Oh, Anything like that, I'm done. Uh, yeah. All, all planes trying to land in the wind. Yes, that <laughs> guy is amazing. Was it in a big plane TV or something? Oh, yeah. yeah. He went ma- he went massive. <laughs> or, like, ships that didn't launch properly. Yeah, I mean, even the so good. Yeah, and you like... Oh the train God. guys, like... Um, what's his Francis. Name? Francis, yeah, yeah. Like, he's a perfect example of that, like... That's a niche as well. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, this is where heavy into TikTok now. But Cal the Dragon, like my mate said, have you not seen it? No. Oh, mate, this geezer's fucking brilliant. It's just this dude that's like, honestly, you have to watch it. It's just some like dude who's doing his thing, shall we say. And he's, um, yeah, he's, he's the most monotone, boring. Sorry, Cal, if you're listening. You're probably not. <laughs> but I don't know how to describe you, mate. I'm trying to describe you in a really nice way. But there's just this dude that might be on some sort of scale somewhere. And he, yeah, and he's just like in his house just with like really monotone, boring like videos. But they're like funny and like slightly weird. And he'll be like play football in his garden with like gnomes and he'll be like talking to the gnomes. (laughs) But then like he hasn't learned that there was a creator fund. So he's got like shit loads and shit loads of views, (laughs) but has missed out on loads of dough I'm guessing or whatever it is and like people just share him and shit like that it's and it's amazing there's a guy, guy I know in, in Birmingham he uh, he's an actor and during lockdown he just created this um, 
character called, I think it's called Humphrey the Butler or something. Yeah. And he literally just bakes cakes and it goes wild. Like every video gets like a million views now. It's absolutely mind. What is the demographic? <laughs> I'm just really You've sorry so if I so, no, I've got so many there questions. There are so many questions. What there? is the demographic of TikTok users as well? I can't, mate, your f- questions are on fire. Yeah, these. I feel like I'm in like a. I'm not. A, I'm, a not <laughs> I'm not interrogating. Yeah, this is not interrogating. This is interview either. But I like, say this is what I do all day, every day. When I'm about. watching it, I'm literally just like, who's yeah, like I said, who's watching that? And then who's keeping this? Who's keeping this wheel going? So in, in the UK, there's 23 million monthly active users of TikTok. Um, most people, because where you started to see TikTok during lockdown was basically kids just dancing, right? That yeah. was, or chucking toilet roll around. Um, so everyone thinks it's an app for kids dancing, but ultimately 44% of people are over the age of 25. Yeah. The fastest growing age demographic on TikTok right now is over 55-year-olds. Really? Yeah. I told oh. my dad this. After you did that talk that I was at, I told my dad that, and he was like, Oh shit! Yeah, because oh. he had that view that it was just for kids. Just for kids. Honestly, there is now like I will go on TikTok if I'm trying to work out a formula in Excel. I would just go and search it in TikTok, and someone would have done a video. It's like oh yeah, yeah there was like yeah there was some sort of thing. Yeah, I'm I got a notification stuff. yesterday that um, Luton was it Luton Airport got the like the track had melted, so that was a notification I got. Clicked on it. I was like, as if that's the first thing that's the first like outlet that's told me that a tracker's at airport. TikTok. Yeah, but it was a guy with the videos like holiday from hell, just had to get off my plane because yeah. uh, like it melted. I was like, that's impressive. Yeah, mate, it's bonkers. Like it's something ridiculous. Like the majority, I think something like fifty-seven percent of Gen Z will get their news from TikTok, which yeah. is scary. Yeah, because nothing is verified or validated. Mm. But I, in I, ways, I get worried about what actually does come from news outlets where, like, it's meant to be verified. I'm like, you're just given a biased. Well, I mean, also, really, is this all just clickbait bollocks? Like, exactly. Worry. They just worry. Have, they have to just get the sensationist view to wind people up. What, like, news wise? Yeah, that's how you make money. Uh, yeah. I was literally, I did some yoga this morning. I was zen. I woke up, did some yoga. Like, yeah, so yeah. proud of you. Yeah, no, well, don't. Where is this guy? Give it me six months down the line when I've got into a good habit. I just woke up with the motivation today. Um, but then was like zen. I was feeling my breathing, very stiff. All right, very stiff, and that was just my muscles. And um, I had a cold shower, so I felt good. I know that they're like the practice. Wim Hof all of a yeah, no, I felt like they were good. But I know that they're the good practices. I'm just really shit at putting them into yeah, yeah. action. And like you say, consistency. Yeah, the, the consistency is the hardest thing. The compound effect, actually. Um, and I then watched it. Then the new, and then one as I was leaving, I put the news on, and it was like. It's just the fact that they they use the word worry and fear and crisis like in every single post. And it was, I wanted to do TikTok at that point. And it was like, oh, um, there's a man who's worried. Should we be worried? We should be worried. And it's just worry. like worry, worry, yeah. worry, worry. So then the only thing that you actually like, the only word that I've taken out of that entire thing that I watched this morning was worry. So then... Hence, you probably emotively get caught in worry, or it's like yeah. fe- they're fears. There's a crisis, fears. Fears. I just and when don't they do watch like the news, and yeah, when they say could, no, I think it's like I they could, I and it's in that. commas. It's like, well, you're speculating. You're yeah. not giving me the news. You're giving me an opinion, which I could is like, go and jump in the river, yeah. but I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. That's not it's news. probably Jim White, isn't it? 
it's transfer not... deadline day. Oh, That's all mate. it is. <laughs> Don't even get me started on That's that. It and it's like my sources. And when they do that, and you're just like, who the fuck are your sources? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. are They've you just doing? Got a phone yeah. Of their yeah, yeah. <laughs> we always refer to the uh, Diver CEO podcast, and he did that. Um, the one with the the happiness guy, the expert. Um, I forget his name. Jonathan Height. No, Mo Gorda. Yeah, and he spoke about the news in lockdown where he just like had to stop watching it yeah. because there's a lockdown, he can't change it. We're gonna have to stay at home, can't change it. Everything else was just speculation, and he was at the start was getting himself into scenarios where like he couldn't affect what was happening, but he was stressing about it. Yeah, and people were messaging him saying, "Oh, death count is this," and then next day the death count is that. It's like, what's that gonna do and achieve? Oh, it was. So he just like stopped it all. Yeah. But he's like, I don't know if you've listened to him, but he's. He's got happiness nailed. Like okay. the, the way he... <laughs> Good guy. In his head, Top all life. he is is yeah. like, I'm happy. I'm yeah, he just walks around to the Pharrell all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just... Uh, so much, With so much going on, like running a business, you know this, like there is so much that could be going on. There's so many things that you could be worrying about. Ultimately, I just try and control the things I can control. Mm-hmm. And if I only think about those, then I think I'm going to do all right. It's when you start thinking about, well, what happens if that happens and then that happens? Yep. All of a sudden, you catastrophize yep. and you've actually lost the point. Like, you're solving problems that will never, ever happen. Mm-hmm. They're like 1% of the time. Yeah. So People got, are looking at it as like, yeah. I've got to be ready for plan B. Yeah. But so I got taught this thing. I got taught this thing. It's like, if, if that's the way you, you think, so catastrophizing is like something that I used to do. I've managed to kind of stop doing it now. But it was always like, right, go to the worst possible situation that you can actually think of. And if you ask your question can you deal with it and you say yes then it doesn't matter even if that happens you know in your mind that you can deal with it Mm. so just get on with it yeah everything else in between is irrelevant yeah exactly Exactly. i think yeah well it depends on your parents though because i actually think about my dad mom and dad like catastrophize like everything i'll be like oh <laughs> you'll be like oh i'm just going down to london for a gig they'll be like don't get stabbed don't <laughs> yeah. die yeah. drive oh, safe yeah. <laughs> drive office. safe though i'm like well all right i'll just probably get on the tube like the seven million other people do yeah. that day and i'll come home and it'll be fine and it was just like yeah i haven't seen my mom in a few weeks and got in the car with her conversation went and she said did you hear about that girl that drowned mum like are we going to start a conversation no. with that like, but then, where, where do we go from here yeah, I see, like, <laughs> news. in the, the news but not like yeah and that's the other bit you're like so plugged in to it was always saying like the the effect like you're so plugged into the one bad thing that happens but like there's 68 million people or whatever there is in the country but like one bad thing happens if you didn't have the news you wouldn't really know you about it, it. And you, would, you wouldn't be like, oh, that could be... It's when people are like, oh, that could have been me, though. It was like, well, it wasn't you. So, so you can spend your time yeah. worrying that it could have been you. Yeah, yeah. And if it... Like, it's horrible. Like, if it happens, it happens. But... I mean, in bet- re- and it might not happen. Like, it, there's, there's people who unfortunately died when they walked under a building and it just collapsed. It's like, there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. Or prepare you, for it. Yeah. You're not just going to not leave the house. <laughs> yeah. Because that might happen. So in, in between... If that does happen, just you fucking signed up to this life. You know what I mean? Go out and enjoy it. If that happens, you go like just stick your thumb out from underneath the building and go, "Wow, fuck it." Yeah, that was well, annoying. Did, did that yeah. but did then that like, or, yeah, or you or you just spend your whole time worrying. So you just why would you leave the house? Yeah. Um, and that piece is that is what anxiety is. It's like worrying about outcomes before they've even hit you. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I mean, I do it all the time. If I'm emceeing at a gig or whatever, I'm like. Protect, I'm almost imagining what people are saying back 
and I'm like going off in this huge fantasy in my head yeah. and I'm just lying down on the sofa going, I don't want to do it. I don't <laughs> want to do it before I even got there. Yeah, and then yeah, you get yeah. into it and you throw in and someone might be a bit combative or they might be a bit like aggressive or some, they might be fucking lovely, but I've like judged it before I've got there and I've caused myself all sorts of problems. Yeah. Um, instead of just rolling through and enjoying it. Whereas so the outcome of what would have ever happened would have been the same whether you worried or not. Literally. Yeah, yeah. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. happen. Yeah. I said but to someone in my team, I was just like, they said, oh, but what if they don't reply? So what if they do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Winnie the Pooh <laughs> or Tigger. <laughs> well, is it? Um, the dude says 70% of our thoughts are like negative. So you have yeah. to, like, we'll always try and protect ourselves. But actually, if you haven't got... If you if you haven't got it already, then you you're not losing anything. So if that person doesn't if that person doesn't respond, you haven't lost anything. Yeah, to yeah, be yeah, fair, because yeah, yeah. you haven't got anything. <clears throat> this always happens, by the way. We always it just happens to just get a little bit like deep in therapy. That's fine, like it. But I I'll, just I need a couch in here next time. Yeah, I know. I've got and some scent as well. <laughs> I got um, a question. So you started <laughs> with scent. Why scent? Just to like. Bring that aroma yeah, of like, like a diffuser, like yeah. a diffuser. Yeah, yeah, like what you had yeah this to be fair, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, mate, there was a lot of, like grunting. It was, it was like, very sweaty. Oh, it was just so. It was the. It was. It was very slow yoga. So it's not Do you know like I mean? this yogi you see on telly that's perfect. Oh just... no, it was clunky and to say the least. Do you know when you like you used to, like ride your bike and it had like mud in the chain and then you go to get on your bike and it's like <laughs> that <laughs> so was starts. that was my body. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, there was just, uh, you know, you think boys are stronger than girls and all that. And I will, like, go in being like, oh, I don't need to... I don't need to limber up. I don't need to stretch. And this woman was just putting me to shame. And she was, like, holding herself. And I was, like, on my knees, like... <sighs> I've let myself go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't like yoga though because I'm too competitive, right? Yeah. So they said, if it's too much, just lie down. Yeah. I will never lie down. <laughs> Even if I'm like absolutely on the verge of death, I'll be like, I'm going to hold this fucking tree pose. <laughs> Burning muscles everywhere. Like, <laughs> fuck! And then everyone else is there is like so serene and I'm like shaking like a <laughs> shitting dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will but not I, give up. Yeah, I will not lie down. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember my mum made me do Pilates. She was like, it would be great for your hips. So I was like, well, I'm going to go for it. I've, yeah, I've, I've got dodgy hips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was carrying at that point. Um, and I went and did it, and everyone was like over the age of 65. They were fucking whizzing around on the little like fucking foam rollers and shit like that. And I was just sat at the side going, what's the point? What is the fucking point? You little fucking whizzers, but. That was the last time I did uh, Pilates. So don't do Pilates, anyone. <laughs> Back onto the question that I had straight after the who are you? Because, again, it just flies with us. Is um, What did you do before TikTok? Because like TikTok for everyone seems like quite a recent thing. So you've obviously not planned to get into that, No, I no, assume. no. So um, directly before. So we, we literally, going into lockdown, had Birmingham updates. That was it. That was all we had. Um, so we had... 650,000 followers on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, made our money for advertising, like National Express, Birmingham Airport, etc., yeah. etc. Went into lockdown. Naturally, one after another, my phone goes. It's like, cancel, cancel. Can we pause? Oh, is that right? Was it your own business or were you working for? Yeah, it was, own, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, going into lockdown, we lost 95% of our revenue in a week. And then I managed to meet, uh, through my brother, this guy called Sam, who own best of bristol um so we co-pitched to to a particular brand so they said yes and we thought well actually we quite get on you're creative i'm more business minded let's merge so we merged and then that was when 
we saw TikTok as the opportunity. So I've been running the company since January 2017. Uh, before that, I had, uh, so I launched my first business at 24, which was an app called Bibshot. And it was basically an app for crowdsourced event photography. So if you're at like a marathon or triathlon, normally there's one photographer that stands yeah. on the top of the hill about 25.5 miles in to a marathon right. and gets you when you look like an absolute goblin. Yeah. Like, and you're like, well, that is absolute dog shit. So anyway, you then go onto the website afterwards and they want 75 fucking quid for it. Yeah. You're like, well, that is bollocks. Like, yeah. So um, again, my brother was doing an Ironman out in, out in Italy and there was this one, like he was on his monster bike ride as part of the Ironman. And there was this one lady just at the side of the road with an iPhone. And bear in mind, the quality of iPhones great. And she was there just taking pictures. And he was like, how do I get hold of that? So we basically launched this thing called Bibshot where spectators could upload photos and then participants could go on and buy them, basically. Ah. And then we just took a cut. So, yeah, when I was working in my corporate job in investment banking, I basically worked on Bibshot on the side. Got to a particular point where we were like, actually, let's give this a go. So I quit my job launched Bibshot full-time um it didn't work out unfortunately we needed we needed some money to develop the app and couldn't find any investors at that point so you're breezing over this by the way so so easily yeah but also like if you you know well i'm guessing they weren't like you know verified some of the picture takers so like if my mum if my mum was taking the fucking picture and she's uploading it Jesus Christ, it would be like super zoomed in. It'd be like right in the <laughs> face. Yeah, you know when they're going on holiday, parents, they're like already on the plane and like that. Yeah, the selfie <laughs> like mode. Underneath, <laughs> like 17 chins, like, oh. Yeah. And then their mates will comment and be like, you look cute. And you're like, do you? You look like a fucking gremlin. What are you doing? Imagine you. Imagine that gets uploaded to Bibshot though. It's just you and this random mum. Yeah. Selfie mode with you cycling in the background. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I love that. Yeah. Also... Oh, Oh, there's well, investment banking, well paid, presumably. It was all right. Okay, all right, yeah. um, I think that's just again another assumption. And then you bunts we talk bunts and burner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice little learner. So you made that jump <laughs> at what age? Twenty-four. And then bib shot in your did it work or not work? No, no. So then we tried something else, which was basically we had all of these photos that essentially people had uploaded, and what we started to realise that you could obviously get data out of photography, data being what brand are people wearing? So are you wearing a Nike top, Adidas shorts, New Balance shoes, that kind of thing. Right. So we started to explore, is there any value in that data? So we went and spoke to like some big sports brands and we were basically like, if we can extract information about what people are wearing at marathons, is that interesting? And one particular brand um, flew us out to Germany and they said, we want you to do this at the Berlin Marathon. Yeah. So we basically stuck some cameras um, on the side of the road. Cool guy you are. No. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid story. Um, So we flew out to Berlin and we were supposed to put the cameras at the finish line. But when we got there, they hadn't organized it. So we were like, oh, crap, what are we doing now? So anyway, we managed to get there. We're literally 12 GoPros. We found a tunnel at about 13 miles and there was me and my business partner, Simon, and we were literally running across the road for about seven hours to make sure that all the GoPros were actually charged, still recording, this, that and the other. Oh my God. And then it comes to the point where now we've got all of this footage, we didn't have any tech. 
We basically made it up. So we now had to painstakingly go through all of the footage and manually record what people were wearing. So you'd be like Nike, Adidas, yeah. and, and you'd four, be like... 42,000 people. So what we did was... Fucking hell, mate. In order to make it exciting for the brands, you basically go and get the, the results off the website. So you can download the results. Yeah. And on that, it has your race number, whether you're male or female, what age you are, and the time you finished in. So it wasn't that... It was literally, we had to sync up a GoPro. One was looking at your chest to get your race number, and the other one was down looking at your shoe. Yeah. So we had to match up and try and read a five-digit code using a GoPro from a side of a fucking road where the lights are paid in the ass yeah. and this, that, and the other. And then once you had the number, you had to then search it in the results and then look down and see if you can work out whether it was a Saucony, a New Balance, or an Adidas or whatever. And How long did that take? Did uh, wait? Did you just call it a Saucony? Saucony, yeah. Saucony. Is that what it's called? I think it's either that or Saucony. I can't remember. A what? I think it's Brand. Saucony. Yeah, I call it Sasoni, and okay. I've literally <laughs> called it Sasoni for the entirety <laughs> of my life. So I and it, I might have yeah. just learned something really. What? I mean, that's I, not, I, I don't think that. that's going to help you in life. Is no, it? it will. Look I mean, at his Saucony trainers. Instead, a- I've been saying Sasoni. A-U-C-O-N-Y. You know, Sasoni. S-A-U-C-O-N-Y. You know, Fusey kids wear them. The kids that... Shuffle kids wear them. They're quite like... They're quite like cool. Years ago, they were definitely like the trainers that your granddad wore around your house at Christmas. Right. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, they started bringing out some cool... Some cool garms, and then they started... On on running. On running are the elite ones. That's what they did. They are elite. Never heard of them. Sockney. Sorry, yeah, I'm under a rock. Oh my god, you will know uh, it unless, straight away. <laughs> unless I've been calling it something completely different. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorsoni. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking yeah. Sondico. Sondico. <laughs> yeah, you've got it well S- wrong. Sondico. Like, is it Asics or Asics? Asics. Asics is what it's we also, used to call it. Asics. Yeah. It's also Nike. Is it Nike? Yes. Yeah. Nike. Yeah, yeah I, I think I'm in, from shoe think dog, I'm in Nike. Yeah. Nike. Yeah. Adidas. I still actually well, Ad- say Nike. Adidas or Adidas? It's Adidas because it's after um, Adidasla. Mm-hmm. Okay. When That's I was northern, we used to say Adidas. 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 When He's got Adidas. Northern. Yeah, I used to live in north in Blackburn. Do you know what I mean? Shout out to Blackburn. But I used to say like this: you got Adidas. You got Adidas <laughs> poppers on. <laughs> and saw Sony trainers, mate. Ah, I need some poppers. <laughs> that was more scout. So yeah, that was that was um, how the business evolved, and so ultimately. It was interesting because you, we could tell brands whether male aged 25 to 30 who finished the Berlin Marathon in three hours, three hours, 15 bought their shoe or not. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, most people will go into Sports Direct or another retailer, buy a product, yeah. an Adidas running shoe, and Adidas have got no idea who the customer is. Absolutely no idea. Because yeah. I could buy them and give them to you. Yeah. So... Actually, the likes of Gymshark, the reason why they win is because they know everything there is to know about you because you can only buy through their website. Whereas Nike, Adidas, they spend, Christ, well, I think it's about something like 80% of their product is sold through a third party. So 80% of their customers, they have no idea who they are. Oh, and that is a big problem. This is fascinating, this is. This is. I'm just thinking about how much of my life I've wasted. <laughs> You're going through fucking 42,000 of pictures. <laughs> I think I've wasted my life. And I'm fucking sat there on the sofa going, oh, I don't feel like getting up today. <laughs> <laughs> 
that, that's an impressive journey and obviously a lot of what we talk about so the reason we started this podcast is because we were both looking at taking a jump some form of jump nice um very recently but you're and that's obviously why we were interested in you because your journey's pretty fucking cool to be fair that jump that you've taken multiple jumps really yeah i just give up too easy i don't know that's my <laughs> get bored well, what's also interesting is that your starting point was the corporate but you like that was so long ago like everything else since then has been well not always winning See, I, but yeah no but i'm very uh, yeah like, but you learn everything on the other side of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Of everything that didn't go like, right you went right so i was so fortunate to get onto a grad scheme yeah in london at an amazing asset management company because, close brothers not quite because ultimately they taught me everything there is to know like how yeah. do you actually operate in an office nobody fucking knows like who makes the tea mm. do you have to ask if you can get up to go for lunch yeah like, nobody knows this shit yeah imagine you're like an 18 year old apprentice yes yeah, true you get chucked into an office and nobody teaches you this stuff yeah so the grad scheme was like how do you operate in a meeting how do you write minutes do you send an agenda beforehand like all of this stuff that people just don't know yeah. because why would you you go to school and they teach you fuck all you then go to uni and you get pissed for four years yeah. and learn fuck it's all it's also been a common thread in this podcast yeah. Yeah. and then Hear it you, out. and then it's like you, now you've got a job and you're like well what the fuck do I do here Yeah. like no idea no idea so that for me what well, gave you like a good grounding yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm relatively confident now that I could go into any board meeting or meeting and I will know how to hold myself. Yeah, and, I feel that as well. That's a, yeah, good. But, but I learned that at the age of 22. Yeah. Because the grad scheme enabled me to learn that. And it's often those things that people think, or well, they go unnoticed. Everything's yeah. so how you get paid loads of money and you have a good time. But it's those little things that you never knew ah. that you learn is so I've crucial. met people and had like meetings with people who've come from that background where they've come from that like investment banking or like financial bit. And just their ability in a meeting to just like hold it, direct conversation, direct it as well, under no, like know what the other person's doing, like, and it just basically shifts how they want it to shift. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And have been able to just like think, control think it. on their feet and just control yeah. everything that's happening. Yeah, we we were working a bit on like this. me on a football pitch. Yeah, yeah, little skulls, little skulls <laughs> on the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like, there, was, there was this one guy right? We were running this <laughs> monster project, and he was like the most insane human when it came to meetings like he was just had everyone on strings and i yeah. learned so much from him yeah now i'm like right if you never leave a meeting without who's doing it when's it going to be done by and is there any problems yeah like if you can nail nail those three things life just moves on it's a really good point though because we've had this like viewpoint and we're trying to not make it like that but like following your passion do that like yeah. If if not so much like the money side of it, but like do what kind of like enriches your kind of like purpose. But what you're saying is actually the stuff that comes with the corporate world. You've just straight gone into actually it was really positive because everything that I've done since has been yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. founded at that point. Yeah, totally. I mean, let's be brutally honest. If anyone's listening from nonsensical, I apologise. But ultimately, we've hired people straight from uni in the middle of a pandemic. And now we're saying you should come back into the office at least one day a week. And it's like alien to them because they've never experienced it. Yeah. Never. Good points again. Yeah, don't think about that side of things. So their expectation is completely like... Yeah. So they come in and they're like, they, they faff around a little bit and you're like, well, what are you doing? But they, they, should, they have no reason to know any other way. Yeah. 
because they've never worked in an office before. Yeah. It, it's you pick it up though, right? Surely they picked it up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, pick, like it up. you pick it up, but I mean, reality is we're a team of eighteen and we're growing quickly, so we're constantly hiring and yeah. bringing new people in. So you don't always have the time to train people in that way yeah you want yeah. to train them in their job not yeah. necessarily the soft skills that come with it so yeah. it takes longer to learn by osmosis yeah. where do you put the time like compared to everything else you're doing like oh here's actually the etiquette of what we want to do in the office yeah, and make that yeah. priority nice be shit at making tea be shit at no, making see, tea. no if i did that my stepdad would literally be like you're going to make them until you're better Oh no! So or never work. That never way. get asked to do it again. <laughs> or actually, like when you've had a job that you fuck like absolutely fucking hate, and you're like, does anyone want a tea? Just say, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you. Oh, I've got ten teas to make. I get fucking fifteen minutes yeah. off the clock here. Um, it's amazing how central tea rounds can be in an office. Actually, crucial. Yeah, crucial. Our bloody waters broke this week, so we had to go out and buy emergency water just because we couldn't need a tea, even though it's seventy-five degrees outside. Tea is crucial. We're British. Yeah. Very and a good British. coffee machine as well always eases the. Uh... See, I don't do coffee. I'm not a coffee man either, but I can no. imagine like in an office if you've got good coffee, it helps. People's moods are a little bit better. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 I yeah. want to ask a question, and this is a psychological thing actually, because I like my old psychology and stuff like that. Um, you know, with like TikTok and porn, so uh, <laughs> okay. so basically, I don't think I've been in this meeting. No, before. but the one. <laughs> The wire, like, the wire, I was reading a load of stuff, the wiring of, like, so, you know, you don't have to agree to it, so I'll just take it on my check, on, on, I'll take it on my head. When you're scrolling through porn, like, you're, like, psychologically, you're just, like, scrolling like you are on, like, TikTok, and then they're, like, gateways, they're, like, gateway drugs. You go on TikTok, and it's just, like, it might just be, like, some beautiful girl in a bikini, and then the, the action is, like, the same. Then your brain's becoming wired that that's like basically how you get the goods because you're like, yeah, you're scrolling through TikTok, you see a good looking girl that's like stripping off. That might just be my algorithm. Um, you've, you've trained it in yeah. a particular way. And then it's like, has the same, and then you're just because you're like clicking. Well, but then that's to why. girls in the street and touching, like, liking. No, things. but that's why it's bad. That's why it's bad for like, some. sometimes it's bad because you think that they're like, it's so, there and it gateways through into like other stuff. So interestingly. Instead of going out and having a drink, you just go. But that, like, that's that's the same as like girls viewing like always like really skinny bodies or guys always seeing like chiselled bodies. It's the, it's the same psychological yeah, problem, so isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like psychological wise, like the action that you get for the reward because it's a reward thing that's happening all the time. Yeah, you yeah, either yeah, go yeah, like yeah. that and then you get. A and that's video. why TikTok's so insane because you because it's like recommending content to you. Rather than Instagram, where you've opted in to see something, yeah. with TikTok, it's like, I'm going to recommend this to you because I think you'll like it. Yeah. So you've got no idea what is coming next. Yeah. And then it's like... Surprise. It's like... Absolute Yeah, drug. Call it's, of Duty. It's getting that fucking box on zombies. And then you're just like, whoa, I've got Reagan. This is sick. And then you get like some sort of shit, like fucking, I don't know what they're called. But that's why Fortnite's so insane, because it's just built on gamification. Yeah. yeah, Roblox is pure yeah. gamification. Kids are spending millions of pounds on coins that do nothing. Well, I was saying, like, I've gotten to be bloody elf bars recently. The old uh, nicotine vape, like the vaping stuff, and genuinely like trying to so trying to get off cig, like not have cigs. So then I've been on the on the vapes, but then I'm just now like what like quadrupled my intake of nicotine mm. and then i was like googling how much like elf bars worth and it's like if you're gonna make something make it where people are addicted to it because then they need it and they have to have it it has to some reward so they're clever enough to figure that out 
and go, oh, the brain works in this way. They're going to need this reward. They're going to need this. And then basically, I mean, Russell Brand talks about like 90% of us are just walking around this planet as fucking addicts. Um, just true. consuming like everything. Mm. Um, so true. So and true. then redoing it. Yeah, I mean, so that's obviously like the bad side of it. And there are bad sides of all social media. Yeah. But there are so many good stories, again, that just don't get surfaced because they're not interesting to everyone. Yeah. So like people have been rekindled relationships or found missing people or actually found a community. So LGBT, the endless pride that we run, um, the reason that it was launched was because it was like a safe space to go if yeah. you are in the LGBT community. So yeah. you can go and see the content and like get recommendations or get knowledge and information. So actually that side of it's really good. Yeah. So feeling like you're part of something with other people that if they don't happen to live in Leamington Spa yeah. or wherever you are. Yeah, I get that actually. That's actually, a good point. it's a real, it's, it's really powerful. Yeah. It's when that becomes an addiction is yeah. a problem. There's something ridiculous. Like 70% of Gen Zs in America will spend more than four hours a day on TikTok. Yeah, that's getting an, another stat you told ridiculous. us. Ridiculous. What the fuck? That's like, that is nuts. That is scary. That's yeah. addiction. Especially without like zero verification of whether the content is correct. Yeah. So, will they do that? Will they start to verify? Well, I mean, they should have done it on Facebook years ago, but they're just not doing it. Oh, that's ma- true. Yeah. yeah, I mean, sensationalism makes money, right? Yeah, yeah. Sharon go- from down the road knows, yeah. knows best. <laughs> yeah, why'd you go on Facebook? Because you want to shout at something, right? You shout at something if it's sensationalist, and that's what keeps you on the platform. Well, so yeah, it gets you, like draws you in and gets you like keeps you there as well, yeah. and then keeps you like hooked up. Yeah. Mm. And then as soon as you start a comment, someone else comments, and you get a notification. All of a sudden, I'm back on Facebook. Oh. Have you watched Social Dilemma? Yeah. Oh, no, I've not seen that What's yet. your thoughts? I mean... I mean, it's pretty much what you've just explained, actually, but... Yeah, but I, it's it's whether you see it as a... If your viewpoint is negative, you will see it as a negative. If you see through that and use it in the right way in moderation, it's actually quite a positive thing. Yeah, but that's like... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I always get, like, like in a weird way, like, and it would be, like, gambling, and it's like... Uh, so like gambling for instance like it's it's cool to go out and gamble and just have it but I don't have the impulse to like go get like gambling for me doesn't really yeah, doesn't really me. do it for yeah. me because there's like a financial consequence to it and I'm fucking tight with money you could win uh, yeah no, <laughs> but, um, that could word again oh it's like yeah when you go to the horses and just bet on the names you're like I love that name that yeah. name's coming in he's like he 50, 50 to 1 it's got 3 legs you're just, like it's coming in yeah. just do, do that in Grand National it will come in eventually um <laughs> But yeah, no, yeah. Can't remember where I was going, but I was basically going to say something. The, the psychology it. of TikTok and porn, I think we started at. Yeah, we got to and, that it, and it, it went different ways. <laughs> Do you, um, with TikTok, because it, obviously it's massive at the moment, and we've, there's loads of like business-related questions that you could tell us about it, but do you love what you do in that area? I, I, I love the creativity. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my job is purely keeping the business afloat. Yeah. So, Growing sales, making sure we can pay cash for the payroll at the end of the month. Like that is what I'm responsible for. Setting the vision for the business, making sure the team are all happy and doing whatever we can do to get there. So when it comes to creating, I don't really do much. But what I like is seeing the team be creative. Yeah. And solving interesting challenges. Like we had one client that was a property company in Ireland, right? So how the hell are you supposed to make that fun on TikTok? And 
Matt, one of our social media managers, literally nailed it. Like videos were getting hundreds of thousands of views talking about the property market in Ireland. And you're like, that is insane. Like the creativity to make that happen yeah. is like yeah. really cool. Yeah. And I love the stories that you have about when I was listening to your talk, you've got um, like the the Indian restaurant that was just like around Love Island. You were using those themes to make kind of like videos pop. But everyone goes to TikTok thinking, what's the formula? How can I get the formula? And I think I've seen as well you online. There isn't a formula, but your guys are creative enough and kind of know the platform well enough to know eventually yeah. with consistency. It's, it, it that is come. the biggest thing, right? So the good thing about TikTok and Instagram and Facebook is they tell you whether it's good or bad, right? If your content gets no engagement, it's shit. If yeah. it starts to go wild, it's good. Yeah. And all you have to do is keep testing and testing and testing and testing until you find that thing that works. Like I was saying to you on the phone the other day, I've been posting on LinkedIn every day for five months. Yeah. Ooh. I don't get out of bed until I post on LinkedIn. Jesus. I know, sad. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm out of bed today, to be honest. Um, and for four and a half months, nothing. Yeah. Like, relatively small engagement on posts. No one was messaging me saying, you're a fucking legend. Like, you need to work with you kind of thing. It just wasn't you're happening. You're a fucking right? legend. That's tomorrow's job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got to do that. Me- please. Oh, I love <laughs> please message me. Um, but most people at two months, three months would have gone, well, fuck this. It doesn't work. I'm going to give up. But I knew that eventually, if I keep doing it every day, learning from the post bef- the day before, changing the style, da, 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 eventually it'd work. Yeah. And now, like my posts are generally pretty well engaged. I get messages saying, oh, do you want to come and judge at this awards? We want you to come and do TikTok training. I'm oh, really interested in what you do. Invite to podcasts. Like, but honestly, four and a half months was nothing. So the issue you have when in our in our realm of business is that you just expect immediate results. Yeah. So if you, everyone mm. says, oh, have you seen Ryanair on TikTok? I was like, have you seen their first video? Yeah, no. Dog shit. Is that? Dog shit. And like, now they've got a million followers because they posted every single day and even when they got 100 views, they didn't give up. They just kept posting and posting and posting and posting. So, I yeah, but that- do you think that's easy when there's someone that's, she's probably paid 25 grand a year to just, keep putting the pace yeah yeah but you you could easily see that 25 grand elsewhere right after three months of getting nothing it's pretty brave to say i'm gonna going to stick with this yeah, yeah but if you've got like a pot of money you can if they've got enough cash you could be like look look it'll keep going it won't matter whereas then yeah i guess if you're spending so much time fucking doing you get niente well me or you could be in this position couldn't we and i i had a business tiktok account before we met hmm. and then I was actually getting Kaylin to my son to to do it, and he gave up. Um, and then the account went, uh, what I don't know, like just turned off basically. Yeah. But after seeing you, I started a personal one, and I basically followed your advice, um, which is basically just. I think you gave advice of like you can either do narrative, you can do like funny, or like there's there's voiceover stuff that you can do with music, or just basically follow trends. And I was trying to think what. Why am I even on TikTok? What's what's the point of it? What's the purpose? And it's kind of like personal brand, um, if anything. And then I thought, what we do, storytelling, the best way would be just narrative. But it's not like anything. I'm not talking about business on my personal account. It would be parenting or um, like when I am working like a custard cream with a cup of tea. Can't touch it. It's underrated. 
And then I think, yeah, I'm looking at it thinking, basically just following your advice. Just it, it won't happen quickly or overnight. And loads of people will go to TikTok to think, why am I not viral yet? Yeah. And it's, I was going to say this right at the start, like the viral effect, people chase it wrongly. Correct. Because you, you can't really get it no, you, by so, aiming for the viral effect. Yeah, so it's, uh, interestingly, right, if you're on TikTok, TikTok knows the algorithm to put content that it thinks people will like into their feeds yeah mm. so as a brand you are like right who is the people i want to speak to and what are they interested in if you can teach tiktok that your content is all about this thing tiktok will start putting it into the feeds of people who are interested in that so if you're forever chasing viral hits you will just be there there and everywhere and you have no consistency but mm. if you keep talking about irish property irish property even if your videos are getting five views it's like irish property irish because property. you have to eventually train tiktok that that is what your content is about and therefore you i want you to put it into the feeds of people who are engaging with irish property content right that is how it works but that, people but that, people that's give up. you've simplified it really really well this podcast the clips we were putting on tiktok at first thinking it would be perfect content for that problem being cameras that it's filmed on is not portrait which really peed me off and then even if you try and re-edit it in a portrait way it doesn't because yeah. it's on certain types of cameras so it's only really the phone that would yeah really hit it well and i think i don't know if you said this but if it's like that it's already got a negative impact on tiktok because it's not within it it's yeah. not within the app or anything like that so there's not really much i can do about that but i feel like the podcast is good content to have on there especially little snippets of it yeah definitely definitely and like i mean reality is tomorrow because i'm bored of just writing on linkedin now i'm actually going to start doing yeah so wait sorry um sorry i've just had like a moment internally where i'm like judging how i like feel about like trying to work out how i feel about it all um because i don't quite i'm not yeah it scares me and it's just a bit it's a bit strange but um what was the things that you were doing on LinkedIn and then what made it spike? Like, what was the thing that, like, went boom and, like... Yeah, I mean, the reality is, like... Sorry to pull that back, but I, right. just, no, no, no. So, I don't think we... So, again, LinkedIn is exactly the same, right? Oh, yeah. yeah I, I want to be known as the TikTok guy. Yeah. That is what I want to get to. So, if anyone thinks I need to do something on TikTok, they're like, oh, why don't you speak to Ollie? Mm-hmm. Like, that has to be in people's mindset. Yeah. So... It's working. Thank you. So, there's no point talking... <laughs> I'm Creep. Gonna get a t-shirt. You just start slapping on your cheek, <laughs> and that's Jake about sucking him off. Right? <laughs> so ultimately, <laughs> I know that if I kept talking about TikTok and TikTok and TikTok and TikTok, and that's it, then people would notice that my content is about that, right? Yeah. So you, again, you can chase engagement. People on LinkedIn will upload selfies of them, just like ah, oh. yeah, on LinkedIn. Don't, don't do it. Like people are just engagement hunting, right? But there's zero oh. purpose. There is zero purpose. My purpose is I so want every time someone sees my content, I'm providing value about TikTok. Oh. Yeah, That's but it. so is that why like people do? We we had a brief discussion about it. I can't. Yeah. I can't do it again. Like this. The the we we were talking about basically your LinkedIn strategy, and I've got people that happens to me on their feed. It's a girl. Mm. at least 7 out of 10 posting a selfie which seems to have zero relevance to what they've actually written oh, yeah, it's zero. but it's the engagement that they want they, yeah. you, they're 
utilizing I've got 10, a followers. It's like, yeah, but they're all just pervs. They're not like oh, gaining value from yeah. what you're writing. Yeah, and it can be slimy. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it is horrible. So uh, ultimately, yeah. just, like, if we won an award, then I put a picture of me up at the award, right? Because that is out of my content. That validates and gives credibility that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So I would potentially do that if I'm at. Um, I don't know an event or I'm doing a training you might take a picture because it's relevant to me doing TikTok training yeah, yeah. but ultimately I'm not just going to upload a selfie of me going I'm brilliant aren't I and the bloody copies about some oh. absolute naff shit I've watched on telly I'm yeah. so depressed I just you know I mean? no, no, like, no it's just I think I, I think it's the idea that like like the ingenuity of like some people on it mm. and like the idea that like it's being rewarded and it's people are, are genuinely because i see loads of stuff on the linkedin and it's like coming in and i'm like why the fuck are you posting that i don't yeah, care but, uh, yeah but ultimately right ultimately you have to think as soon as you compare yourself to someone else you've lost yeah i know but my my mine's the thing where it's like why why like why do you think I care about that? Like, why does it... Th- uh, yeah. Just like, it's just a normal day. Yeah, just but, get out. But the, the worst thing and is... And narcissism is, just like fucking yeah, rockets some, and it's rewarded. Some people, some people will say, oh yeah, but I've now got 15,000 followers on LinkedIn because I like post interesting selfies, right? And then they're going back and they've got no customers. They haven't got a business. That's but what they, I'm saying. they tell like the best story in the world. Like... I see them everywhere. Yeah, the most successful people are the most humble, right? Yeah, yeah the ones that you don't know are successful. The ones you don't know. Mm. But it's, yeah, the people who are, yeah, yeah. I, I will very rarely post if we've won a new client because nobody gives a shit. Mm. Yeah. Nobody mm. gives a shit. I will post if we've had like a hit on one of our accounts and I'll talk about here's how we did it. Here was the thought process behind that piece of content because that's helpful. Yeah, it, I've actually questioned myself of this because I've started using LinkedIn. So before in the corporate world, I was having to use it just for the, shit I didn't care about like, speak as it if it's like another fucking planet by the way in the corporate world yeah, we've got like, in the corporate world it's a different life <laughs> when we had a nice sustainable job that paid as well and we didn't have to worry about it like, pretty much in that world that sounds great the other world but you share blog articles yeah. from the company that like is about something that you don't give a crap about and then I've just started like playing around with um Yourself. making it a little bit more personable like me as a person there's a business LinkedIn account there's a personal one and you probably would have seen the post but I did do a, a wins post for the week and then after I felt really guilty I was like fuck am I doing a thing that I don't like other people doing so then that was like a few weeks ago then this last week I did bad things that happened to me this week with yeah, the business yeah. just to like even it out um, I think I put a couple of pictures on when like baby had come and like trying to manage that <laughs> Not yep. of the baby, but yeah. Um, yeah, but that so that's interesting for other parents who are on yeah. their startup journey and business journey, yeah. right? So I'm happy with that. Yeah, it's the ones that literally hook you in with some ridiculous photo that has no substance. It's not relatable at all to what they put in the yeah. In the copy. Are they even real as well? Are they bots? All right, you're getting a bit you're. No, deep in a wormhole over there, <laughs> aren't you? And also, <laughs> can I just say also as well? Um, I got this app called like. Is it Lusher? Is it Lusher or something you can plug into LinkedIn? I think it's called not Lusher, something else. Let I don't know. But you can play. You can play. Lusher, 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 Lusher's where you can get like 
Last year, you can plug it in. You go on someone's page, and it pops up at the side. It tells you your email address and phone oh, number okay. straight away. Their login details, basically, and you just save it down into like clients and stuff like that. So people are getting like numbers, like left, right, and centre. And then I was like, do I do the that way or do you do it the hard way where you build like you There's try no and build relationships? There's no quick win. And, but then there was the other one. I can't remember what it was, but you can like plug it in. And then it will get a post that get engagement. It will automatically generate responses onto like that post that's getting engagement. Hence, for you to build up like people who view your profiles because you're going on that. So my my mate was like, "Oh, download this. It likes things." So I just kind of went with it and like downloaded it, did it. And then basically, for some reason, there is a guy on like in America that like works out and is like some fitness like motivator or whatever. And the bot on my LinkedIn comments on his posts all the time being like, keep going, Dave, love your work. And it will be like little emojis and stuff like that. And it's not me sat behind the computer doing it. And my other mate screenshots it. And he's like, are you coming on Dave's post again? Have you been stalking a guy? And I was like, no, I don't know. I've just plugged this thing in. But now all the bot. Oh yeah, the bots just comment on naked dudes in America just being like, love your abs. Keep working out, dude. And I'm like, it's, it's not me. There's nothing wrong with oh, it. Mate. It's amazing. They're great abs Jeez. when I've looked through on it. But I've now I been I want to see that come on my feed. Elliot reacted to this. <laughs> I'll yeah. wait for it to Honestly, come Honestly, mate, it'll be a dude Three like... Three and a half chis- million likes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chiseled abs. And it'd be like, send me a number or something like weird to him. And I'm like, it's not me. Let's have a one-to-one. Yeah. We're trying to... I'll fly you over, mate. Come on. Is, is LinkedIn insane. and TikTok like do they do they mirror each other in a way? If you're trying to use it for business, or, uh, branding, personal branding, do they mirror each other? Just one's in video form, the other's in. I mean, yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a TikTok account for me personally, and then just cross post the videos onto LinkedIn. So I will yes. basically, as long as I'm providing value, yeah. that's all that matters. As long yeah. as it's not me, like. So the content's the same. It can be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it, it depends what your niche is, right? Yeah. For uh, me, because I'm going after a business community and I want to educate marketeers and CEOs and CMOs and stuff about how TikTok can work, yeah. all of my content is about that. So regardless of whether it's on TikTok or LinkedIn, mm-hmm. that is my focus. And if I was on Twitter and I was posting, I don't post on Twitter, um, then I would do the same thing. See, I find it really interesting because I like get caught up in probably, probably like sensitive and get caught up in the like human side of it. And the way that you're explaining it is you're like quite like, oh, let's see what this does over here. Like these are tools over here and let's see how they work and let's figure them out. You're not like, it's not as if you're like in the vortex. You're just like looking back and being like, oh, what works here? What doesn't work? It's, like da- being, it's data, isn't it's it? It's like being differently, yeah. like I'd say like being very differently like creative, if you know what I mean. You're going like, how does this work? What can I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I twist. It does kind of ruin social media for me because I can't just look and enjoy it. I'm like, why have I watched that? Yeah, what yeah. What is it about that that's made me watch it? Like, what was the hook? I like, can get what? like that with films. Yeah, Some. yeah. <laughs> no, like... What if it's shit? No, yeah, you look at what like... Have I watched that? Certain shots, you're like... like I oh, feel like sorry. I could do that better. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot... <laughs> forgot so, what I do. <laughs> I completely forgot what you did. I get like that with films. Why have I watched that? And I was like, yeah, I know. Same. <laughs> uh, so true. Yeah. No, it's true. Like, you'll, you'll see a corporate video and you're just like, well, that's not true. Yeah. And it'll be like a massive brandy, like, oh, that's gone on TV as well. Yeah, it's crap. That's really bad. Yeah. 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 It is, it's hard. Like, like, I will watch football obsessively because I love it. But I get to the point now where I'm like, 
I think I could have done a better job or I think I'd like I get too much in the tactical side and I'm like no just enjoy it for what it is like mm. you're trying to switch off and my brain just yeah that's a pain for a lot of fans everything. isn't it oh, yeah. like, I, if, if, if it's Cardiff if I'm watching old Cardiff fan if I'm watching Cardiff I'll get like completely swept up in it like Wales like so emotive like into it but like I'll watch any football like I'll watch any football game I'll watch like non-league stuff or anything and like generally just I can be like really objective and I just genuinely really enjoy like it's when it's your like, team isn't it it's yeah. different you, when it's your team yeah fuck, fuck I went me, to yeah. watch Herif- you hate it Herif- you Herif- United it. against Cardiff in the FA Cup yeah a couple of years. Paul, Paul Parry played. Paul Parry, what oh, a that player. That was a long time ago. Paul I know Parry. that niche player. Mate, he used to have black and white F50s. I always remember the yes, players by the boots. Insane. And they yeah, were yeah. like, you know, like the white tongue down yeah, yeah. and then the black. Yeah. He always wore them. Newcastle. Nice. The lad here sports Newcastle as well. So we've got you on Saturday on TV. Oh, you have, yeah. Who do you support? Birmingham. He's a Birmingham fan. Oh, are you? Yeah. Very good. Who's uh, going to buy you? Has he gone through? Uh, anyone, please. <laughs> uh, no, not yet. The uh, Gymshark. I used to do. I used to be co-owner yeah, of Gymshark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he's like the consortium leader, right? Yes, with a pre- ex-footballer, Maxi Lopez. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, God knows. Played for Liverpool, money. Max Lopez. No, not that one. Uh, the one who played for Barcelona. He had long nice, hair, that blonde hair. That was Maxi Rodriguez, wasn't yeah. it? Yes. Yeah. Bloody got my Lopez. It was Rodriguez. It's the wrong How way around. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, got Maxi foot- in the name. Football though, it's so emotive and like, yeah, it's just like pulling out the differences with it. It's emotive, like I get it. Like you've got a different type of love for it. If it's business, then maybe, yeah, maybe look are. at it in a data perspective yeah. to not yeah. overcomplicate like the emotion. To, oh, that's yeah, but that's exactly like me watching comedy. like comedy. I'll just be. I remember the worst thing. I remember going yeah. to bed and putting. I was like, oh, I'll just put some comedy on, and I can't. My brain's now wired to see what they're trying to do or how they're trying to work something. Yeah. So then that my, the whole night I was then in like subconsciously in my sleep putting together jokes and writing jokes in my head and it was just like it just fucked me up yeah. and I was like I'm never doing that again because it's clear that like in my day to day if I'm walking down the road I'm thinking about jumps in in things and I'm thinking oh that's funny like how do I make the jump in that that will be what genuinely goes through my mind the See, whole day so you, you said something earlier about should you do something that you enjoy for work mm. and this is the counter argument to it like if I was a football player or a football coach that would be my dream right I'm obsessed with football we share the same dream lads but I would hate it after a while mm. because I couldn't just sit there and enjoy a game yeah, yeah. You, like I agree I, comedy, like, I-, I love comedy if I now went into a zone where I was analysing every single joke, I'd hate it. Yeah. Yeah. And I it, got asked that question today that has that same kind of like mixed mixed questions like, why are you doing what you do? Yeah. I was like, well, I set it up to have a creative outlet. Yeah, but like, where's it going to go? Because you can't just run it to have a creative outlet. It has to have a, a, yeah. like, a well, bit boring, but like a financial but, purpose yeah, to it. And ultimately, like I said right at the start, my job is looking at spreadsheets and writing presentations that's all i do mm. the rest of the team have all the fun yeah yeah so actually if i had to set this thing up for pure love of creativity i'd probably resent it because i wouldn't get to do any yeah and i'd be worrying about yeah money and growth and all that stuff mm. so it's almost as if it's like right the other the counter argument is well why don't i just get a job that's safe secure pays well I know I can switch off at the end of the day because that can then fund my yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. 
and actually I'll probably have more time to do it rather than it becoming a stress and pain and yeah. I'm actually not enjoying and it. And also you can probably be quite like Yeah, you can do yeah, you could just switch off from it and you can like I, I mean I think everybody always has these battles, right? Because you are like you are doing it and you you're there going, but actually if I just earn X amount, like was able to do this, I didn't want for that much more or whatever it was and I could then just spend my time doing things that I like really enjoy. So like, I like love to go traveling or whatever it would be. And you'd literally just be able to go like, look, if I can make something work, well, I could just go off and do that. And I could just genuinely enjoy my time. Because I always think about that. If you go away and you, but then if you want to be a travel, like say if you want to be a travel person on TikTok or anything like that. And that was a bit, it's like, are you really there yeah. and taking everything out of it that you can, it or was, yeah, are you working? Are you working? Yeah. Are you working? Yeah. Like if you're if you're a travel journalist, what do you do? You're literally forced in your ho- like airport, yeah, hotel, yeah, go and do that, hotel. Yeah. Like it becomes a, like I started a TikTok for Lego, me creating Lego, mm. and I'm stopped making Lego, yeah, because it got to a point where I was like, oh fuck, I'm gonna have to create a video about this, and I don't want to. I just want to sit there in my pants and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. And it was actually that like turn it into work yeah that made me stop like i i love playing golf right and now if i could literally work nine till five i'd know for a fact at the end of the day i could take my clubs to work and i could be on the first tee at quarter past five yeah now trying to find four four and a half five hours for a game yeah knowing that i've got a gazillion emails i've got to deal with this issue i've got to go and do this that and the other i'm like i can't even play anymore Yeah, yeah so actually running your own business everyone says oh it's fun it's like it's hard because <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. there's so many this things that you have to give up yeah. in order to do it the, 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 a, quite a brutal example is like um, having kids like, yeah. video video the kids you do that like do some the girl, like, I just want to actually be present in it yeah, yeah, yeah. not behind the job. camera yeah, and yeah. like uh, but you do want those memories to like look back on but I don't want to professionally produce anything I just if the phone has to come out do it that way but um, yeah that is quite a really good other way of kind of us looking at it because some of the conversations can be like yes do what you love jump like don't think about it but then well i think this is what i was going to say about like the linkedin stuff when people are like giving it all like the shiny like thing of i'm doing this i'm doing that and you're like well actually like i know that whatever you're doing is pretty shit like and i don't and i think i've said it before you don't mean to be like passive but like optimistic with it like it's all pretty shit, but there's just something that gets you out of bed to kind of crack well, on and carry the, the, on and do it. It's question, not like wicked, like, oh. Yeah. Well, the question is, why did TikTok blow up, right? Brutal reality is we went into lockdown. Yeah, it did, actually. And Perfect timing. And Instagram was built around building a fake life. Yeah. yeah. It was always, I'm going to take a photo of a restaurant I happen to go out once a year. Yeah. yeah. But make it look the norm. Yeah. yeah. I'll Holiday. Go to, I will go to Blackpool Beach and I'll put a ridiculous filter on and pretend I'm in the Bahamas. Yeah. I will go somewhere where I know there's going to be a Ferrari, lie on it, and <laughs> pretend that I'm a crypto millionaire. Yeah. yeah. That is what Instagram is. Yeah. All of a sudden, you are locked in your one-bedroom flat in fucking outer, I don't know, Coventry, and it's like... Shout out, Cov. That, that, <laughs> that is your life. Yeah. You yeah. can't fake that once yeah. you're locked God, in, that's right? Depressing. Yeah, and then it got <laughs> so really... then TikTok came along and said, "Well, just be your fucking self." Yeah, and it got really be authentic. It was just re- really realistic for totally. like the social view of yeah. life. People would make content in their front room that was hilarious, relatable, and everyone went, "That is so much better 
than looking at some fake person that I know is depressed and miserable, but they have to look like they're having a great time. Yeah. We're going to have to get you back on, mate. There's, there's, there's too much. Oh, did we just get cut? Can we actually... Have we just got collars? We've got, yeah, we've got to wrap up. Okay, we've got, we've got wrap up. But can we, actually, um, can we actually say congratulations to Luke on the birth oh. of his second child? Thank I'm you, sure this is going to have to be the part two episode. We're going to have to explain... <laughs> What How much? Yeah, you've literally gone. I've done it again. Yeah, <laughs> I've no, I done it again. This is, this is this is Ollie. And just, to be fair, mate, there's actually so much information you hold in your head that we're not trying to like I extract know, it all and I learn it. But know, there is a lot. But I I I value the fact that like yeah. So I genuinely value the fact that you look at it quite objectively and that, like because I don't. I get swat, swept away with the like. Oh, this is. I don't know if this is good for us. And whereas you're just going, nah, it is what it is. And I find it. Because we probably have two very different like belief systems about yeah, it, yeah. and it's just very interesting hearing the other side yeah, yeah. instead of me going, "Oh, it's really poisonous. It's bad. Yeah. It's this and this," and actually going, "Oh, is there actually some thing in it?" Yeah, take take your little points and like try and build it around, yeah. rather than just letting it all be shit or yeah. Or I find yeah, negative. yeah. So I find I find it's challenged me a little bit. So you know, thank you, respect, Ollie. Nice Thanks one. for having me on. Now I appreciate it. And no uh, sorry we didn't get to hear more about your second kid. No, 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 it's fine. I don't, yeah, don't want to talk about that anyway. You're the man. Yeah. <laughs>